This is episode 73 of the Mess Hall Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. It's with Elizabeth Chorney Booth. Super, super awesome. The time went by super quick when I was talking to her. I really enjoyed it, so I hope you enjoy this podcast too. The Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by APB. And we're happy to be partnering with Seat Giant to bring you offers on major sporting events, big concerts, and popular theatre throughout North America and more. Whether you're at home or on vacation, Seat Giant is there for tickets to the hottest events. I'm going away next month. I'm hoping to take in a Major League Baseball game. So I was looking on Seat Giant, and I was looking at other ticket places. And basically it's the same price at both sites, except I get to save 5% when I go on Seat Giant. All the prices are in Canadian dollars, even if the event is in the U.S. And like I said, way better prices when I say 5%. Use the code APN at checkout, save 5% on your tickets, and enjoy that savings. Today I have Elizabeth Journey Booth on the show. Thanks for coming on to the Mess Hall Podcast. It's great to have you here. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm super excited today because you're a cookbook author. You write in newspapers and magazines. Um, you're on radio. You're talking about food. So you're doing everything that's awesome about food, and you're everywhere. <laughs> so that's exciting for me. So my first question is, where do you get this passion for food? Where does it come from? Well, it's funny, actually. Like, my passion for media started with writing. Like, I was a writer before I was anything. I actually was a music writer okay. for 10 years. That was my thing. When I was a little girl, I wanted to be a writer for Rolling Stone magazine, and that's that's what I pursued. So it, the writing always came first. And then I also did campus radio. I did a music show on CJSW in Calgary for eight years. Um, and then... I got a little bit older, and I had a baby. I started a family, <laughs> and I felt like I couldn't be out doing music writing anymore and had to find a new beat. So food was always something that interested me. I, you know, I like to eat, like most um, people I like do. <laughs> and, yeah. and I, you know, I've always, I've, I like to cook, um, and I've always really liked seeking out new and different things yeah. in my travels. So I've always kind of had a passion for uh, unique food and you know kind of that hunt for food so um once I was started writing again after my my daughter was old enough for me to go back to work um food just kind of became a natural beat for me because I wanted to write about something creative and fun and uh that's sort of what led me to it that's awesome um so when you talk about unique foods what are some of the more unique foods that you've tried over the years Oh boy, you know, I'm not as well-traveled as I'd like to be. Like, I'm, I'm not one of those people who's kind of gone into the depths of Asia and, and tried, you know, all kinds of um, things that to a North American palate would seem you know, a little out there. Um, but I, you know, I have a real passion for, like, um, candy bars and things okay. like that when I travel. So I, I like that. But even, you know, just any, any kind of easy street food like I love any kind of taco I love you know I've tried some uh, um, kangaroo and things like that yeah. but I'm not 
I'm not, um, I haven't had the opportunity to be one of those really adventure theaters who really travels the world. Okay. Um, what you said there, when you go somewhere as you try chocolate bear, uh, I'm a huge sweets fan. I do love a good chocolate bear. And a couple months ago, we were down in the States and we were in Spokane and I had a payday for the first time. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I, I built it up so big in my mind. I was so excited. And it doesn't seem like a thing to be so excited for, but I was. And it was almost a letdown. Oh, no. Uh, but it was still yeah. good. But it's it's almost like when I saw a band one time, I was really looking forward to seeing Judas Priest. And I was so, so excited. I built myself up, and I think they let me down. Be, and it was still an awesome, awesome mm -hmm. show, but I think I built it up so much in my mind that it was so... It was almost a letdown. They're but. your payday bar. Yeah. But going to even to the States, like have things like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are different. They're saltier down there. Oh, okay. They're, yeah, it's really good. So I, I like that. And, I, you know, I can't go to, like, the UK without buying every flavor of chips. <laughs> yes. Because they're all so, they're just so strange compared to what we have here. I guess that's how people feel when they see ketchup chips. Yeah, and I talk to people from the States about ketchup chips, and they think it's weird, but... I think it's natural. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think they're gross. I don't like them, but well, they're normal. We right? can end the podcast <laughs> right here. Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's a very polarizing thing, right? Yeah. The ketchup, the ketchup chip debate. Um, oh, and it's not as polarizing as all dress chips. I'm a big all dress chips fan. They're uh, probably my favorites. So. Oh, see, I'll eat all dress chips, just not ketchup. Yeah, I get so. the ketchup <laughs> thing. Some yeah. people don't like it, but I do. Um, Especially if they're ripple chips. Ripple chips are my thing. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. But a couple episodes on this podcast, I tried cucumber flavored chips. Oh, how were they? They were not the best. Um, yeah. They, they had a weird aftertaste. Yeah, I can't. Artificial cucumber flavor. Yeah. Um, that's the thing is sometimes with those things, you, you see them in the store and you think, this is so bad it can't be good. But they wouldn't make it. Yeah. If it wasn't good. But... Often they do. Like, yeah. I mean, there's some in Asian countries I've seen that are like really sweet flavors. Okay. Of chips, actually, I tried at the um, the stampede last week. I had the dill pickle cotton candy. Yeah. No. No, it wasn't no, good. No, it wasn't good because it was too sweet. It's still spun sugar. Yeah. So. Anyway. So what was it? Was it just like cotton candy wrapped around dill pickles? No, or? it was like. Um, or dill pickle flavoring. Dill pickle flavoring, like kind of the flavoring oh, you okay. put on popcorn. Yeah, yeah. On cotton candy. And the dill the flavoring was pretty strong, but it still, there was this sweet, it, it was not the best $7 I've ever spent. <laughs> I'll I didn't get down to the stampede. I was really hoping to, but I didn't. Um, but did you have anything else unique down there? I did. I had the, um, the Snickle Dog, which okay. is um, a pickle a hot dog and a Snickers bar wrapped in a tortilla and deep fried. And I was expecting to really like it because, like I said, I kind of like seeking out those strange things. And I did. The ratio was a bit off, though. Like okay. Too much chocolate, not enough pickle. Okay. So, um, but generally, I mean, I those Daredevil foods, you, you know that nine times out of ten, they're not going to be great. No, no. But it's um, it's it's fun. I kind of like the sport of trying them out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm always up for trying that unique thing, especially like the Snicker dog, like pickles in there with with Snickers and 
it seems very unique, and I'd mm. definitely try that if I had the chance. Um, did you try, like, the uh, pickle pizza? I saw that was down there. No, I did have the dill pickle popsicle, though, oh, which okay. is basically just frozen pickle juice on a stick. So mm. they didn't try to make it sweet or anything, which I actually think worked. But you have to really like pickles. Yeah, I, I've tried, and I've made dill pickle soup in the past. Oh, so have I. And I liked it. So I'm, I'm not against those dill pickle things. I really like them. So. Yeah, I really like dill pickle soup, too. I was in Poland a few years ago, and um, they, serve, they have soup before every meal there. It's okay. just, you know, it's a very soupy kind of culture. And um, they put it in front of me and said, it's cucumber soup. And I thought, <laughs> and I was expecting, like, your cucumber chips, like that sort of, um, you know, fresh cu- cucumber flavor. But it was dill pickle soup, and it was so good that I had to figure out how to make it. And it actually ended up in um, in our, our cookbook because you have to share the, the dill pickle soup. <laughs> yes. Um, now, have you always tried to do stuff like that? If you are out at a place and you try something that's really good, do you try to recreate it at home a lot? Um, sometimes. Like, I'm always – I always like to have fun in the ki- kitchen no matter what. My, yeah. my family complains I never cook the same thing twice. Yeah. Because it's either trying a new recipe or, yeah, doing that um, – either trying to recreate something like I like the challenge of it I like cooking for fun I think when growing up my mom never really liked to cook it wasn't her thing you know she she uh, grew up on a farm family with eight kids and she was one of um, the few girls in the family so she ended up cooking a lot and when I was a kid she just it wasn't what how she wanted to spend her time so I feel like um, I've kind of taught myself not to treat cooking like a chore yeah and that makes it a lot more fun so it's i like challenging myself with new recipes or yeah you know recreating my own dill pickle soup or yeah uh i I don't think i'll make a snickle dog at home (laughs) because one is enough in a lifetime but um yeah that's definitely something i enjoy about cooking i'm not a very you know tacos on tuesday meatloaf on wednesday kind of cook because it just it's not fun yeah um we at home we have pizza friday but that's the only tradition that we have and my son really likes it and if we have pizza on a different day it really throws him off and and i find that sometimes it throws me off too like is it friday is it the weekend but it's that's a great start to the weekend though like yeah because i i find especially in the summertime for kids they you kind of forget what day of the week it is so kind of kicking off the weekend with pizza is yeah is it always the same kind of pizza no no um my wife um really makes a good pizza and she used to have this really good dough and it was nice and sweet and fluffy Mm -hmm. but now she's starting to make um she's had a sourdough starter on the go for about um six months now maybe even longer we have sourdough crust all the time and so that's really good that sounds like a good friday yeah so sometimes um she also experimented with this um, two-ingredient two crust, just like flour and yogurt, but self-rising flour. And that was all right, but it's not as good as her sourdough crust. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, so there's always different toppings on it as well. Mm-hmm. So whether it's just a lot of time it's a vegetarian pizza or mm-hmm. sometimes if we have some prosciutto or something nice like that, it's good to have it on there. So Yum. Yeah, so it's, it's usually never the same thing twice. I think we'll be having brisket on Friday on the pizza. Oh, 
So do you do them in the oven or do you do them on the barbecue? Um, for the most part, it's in the oven. Mm-hmm. If I'm home alone or if she's, if I am happen to be home on Friday, I'll try to do it on the barbecue occasionally. Okay. Cut down a couple of like nice flatbread pizzas on the barbecue mm-hmm. and I have a pizza stone and I put that on the barbecue and it works out pretty well too, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, d- I don't even know how to turn on my barbecue. Like oh, we're, okay. <laughs> we're one of those houses where it's definitely like a, it's, my husband is the barbecue guy. and yeah. But we don't do pizzas on the barbecue that often. Um, so, but I like them on the barbecue. We, yeah. Maybe I'll do one this Friday. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I, I think it's fun because it doesn't take long to cook. And I just usually put something right on there. Like we'll make a uh, arugula pesto. So instead of basil, we'll use an oh. arugula and we don't use pine nuts because of my son's allergies, but we'll use um, sunflower seeds and put some Parmesan cheese in there, and it makes oh. a really good pesto. Yeah. That sounds great. And then usually some goat cheese and peppers. And I imagine sunflower seeds are probably cheaper than pine nuts too. Oh, way for cheaper. That's a great. That's a great tip. Sunflower seed pesto. Yeah. Yum. Yeah, and we have a little herb garden, so mm. we pick out whatever herbs we have and put that in, and away we go, and it's nice. nice. Yeah. My wife's a. My wife used to be a cook as well. We met mm-hmm. in cooking school, so she's really good in the kitchen. And we, we make a good team sometimes. Yeah. Well, in pesto, too, there's so much possibility. I was at a chef's house for dinner the other night, and he um, always, this time of year, has, like, a big jar of pesto he makes with lovage. Oh, okay. Um, and it was, like, lovage has got such a strong flavor, too, mm-hmm. but it was, he just needed a little bit. It was, it was really, it was really good stuff. Nice, nice, so. Yeah, that sounds sounds really good. You got my mouth watering. I know. Me thinking <laughs> now, it's like, ooh, I should try something like that. Like, yeah, I like stronger flavors. Like, especially, and it doesn't matter what I have. I I don't always pair well, and so it doesn't matter if I have like an Asian side dish with a North American dish. Like, I just like big flavors sometimes. So mm-hmm. it doesn't always go well together. But almost like you, I'm not usually making the same dish twice, and like there are some dishes that I'll make occasionally that are staples, I guess. Like when I think staples, I think like once every four or five months. And but yeah, it's always something different in the kitchen. So yeah, I'm the same. I mean, there are a few I make more than once, but um, it's just I like the variety. It's it's fun, um, and I th- I think my family likes it too. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, I think my husband especially, he's, he's a bit of a um, creature of habit and would like, and he, that's the thing too, he likes really strong flavors. So for him, it would always be curry or, or you know, something with like really strong Asian flavors. Whereas okay, yeah. Sometimes I like to play it a bit more subtle and <laughs> it's not usually his favorite. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I know my wife cooked curry three days mm-hmm. in a row last week and was kind of fed up with curry after that but she makes them really good so i wasn't complaining yeah yeah i want to delve into that a little bit more um like i have very basic north american british curry recipes in my repertoire but i have some really good indian cookbooks i just find i'm too lazy to sort of spend the time sometimes to but I'd, i'd like to take like a whole weekend and just put together a really nice Indian feast one day. Mm-hmm. One day when I have some time. What I find is I'll try to make some Indian dish and I'll, I'll read a recipe and I'll go for the spices and I'm like, oh, I'm out of that. 
And even though my wife and I were at the grocery store and we both looked at the spice aisle and we said, we need something, but I don't know what it is. And of course, it's whatever I needed for that recipe. Hey, I'm just going to bring you an ad from our sponsors at ATB. Are you tired of paying bank fees and you can't remember the last time you went into a branch? You spoke ATB Listen, and they've created a no-monthly-fee digital account with a line of credit that makes banking work for you. Want digital banking that works for you? Sign up at ATB for no-fee, all-in account. By doing most of the banking digitally, you'll save paper fees, monthly fees, and get unlimited digital transactions. It's 24-7 banking at its finest. To find out more, go to ATB.com. Spices and vinegars. A lot of We have a good oh. variety of vinegars as well. Like especially a lot of salads in the summer mm-hmm. um, or during the year. My wife is always making a different vinaigrette, and she always makes them very um, vinegar-heavy. So instead of traditionally one part vinegar, three parts oil, it's usually about one part vinegar, two or two parts vinegar, one part oil. So oh, wow. Yeah, I've never really stu- understood that oil-vinegar ratio because I mm. never find it vinegary enough. Exactly, and that's what we got into, and it's what we have at our house, and especially, like I said, we have probably about nine or ten different vinegars right now, mm-hmm. so it's, it's always nice. It, what, what's, what's one that um, people wouldn't know about necessarily? Like, do you have a secret weapon vinegar? Not secret weapon, but one that we've been using lately is uh, coconut vinegar. Oh. Yeah. So does it taste coconutty? It has a nice mild coconut flavor to it. So. Interesting. Yeah. Is it easy to find? I, I got it as a gift. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm going to keep my eye out for that. Yeah. I have a friend who knows that I like vinegars and oils, mm-hmm. so he got me a vinegar and oil, and that was the oil, and I brought it home, and I was like, I always wanted to try this. So. Have you ever made your own vinegar? No, I haven't. Um, it'd be interesting to try. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth it. I've been, I had a friend who was interested in making it and you know, was trying to get some tips, and I said, I, I don't know, I can't help you. Um, but at, when I talked to some chefs about it, they all said it's not, it's kind of labor intensive. Vinegar is pretty cheap. Yeah. Anyway, there's, it doesn't necessarily taste better. So, um, you know, spend your time making your own sourdough or something yeah. like that instead. Um, that's how I feel about ketchup. I've made my own ketchup a couple times. And in terms of price and effort, it just isn't worth it. And Heinz yeah. makes a great product. So. Yeah, same. I find... I've made my own ketchup before, and I'm not, I mean, back to the ketchup chips. I'm not really <laughs> much of a ketchup fan anyway, but um, it it doesn't taste like ketchup. Like, my, my homemade ketchup has always tasted like, you know, tomato jam or yes, something yes, like that. Yes. It's, um, which is good for me because I don't really like ketchup, but my children who do <laughs> are just look at it and say, this isn't ketchup. Now, <laughs> do, do they put ketchup on stuff and you're like, I don't want to look at you right now. You're ruining the food or anything like that. A hundred percent. Like if, <laughs> if we're sharing a plate of fries or something and there's globs of ketchup, I just have to turn away. It's, I, I don't remember always being this bad. Like I used to have ketchup at least on like my a hot dog or a burger or something. <laughs> but now like I've really developed an aversion to it, which is funny because most foods I like, there's not a lot I, I won't eat. Yeah. Um, and ketchup, I mean, I'll eat in a pinch, but it's, I, I'm at the point in my life where I would never put it on anything, and I don't know when that happened. Huh. Now, is that with all condiments or just ketchup? Um, no, d- yeah, no, I'm fine with mustard. One thing is, though, I, I, I've always been anti-mayo. 
Okay. Like I've always just had, I don't know if it's the texture or I'm fine with an aioli. (laughs) 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 Especially if there's some flavor in it or something, but I've always just been like, I can't order a burger with mayo on it or a sandwich. Like I'd have to scrape it off, but I've come around on mayo now. Okay. So it's like I've swapped mayo and ketchup in my brain somehow. I, I like them both. I'm a big mayo fan, so it's um, and that's one of those things. I, I used to like making my own mayo, but I think mm-hmm. I've gotten a little bit too lazy and I put my efforts into other things, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think homemade mayo is I, I'll eat, like, it, I've always found it to be delicious. Like I said, aioli I'm fine with, Yeah. but um, it, uh, it depends what you're using it for. I think if you're just slathering it onto a sandwich, you're right. It's not worth the effort at all. Because especially when I make a sandwich, I want to have really good meats in there. So I find that the mayo gets a little bit lost. So I just want yeah. a little bit of mayo for moisture. And that's that's about it. So it's <laughs> No, I'm thinking about sandwiches. So uh, I'm a huge sandwich <laughs> yeah. fan. That's that's my go to if anything. Like if I'm home alone, I'll go out and get some sandwich meats or if I'm too lazy it's a peanut butter sandwich, mm-hmm. which I love peanut butter sandwiches. It's it's still like it seems like kind of a kid thing, but it still brings those excitement to my eyes, and I, it's it's almost magic every time I make one. And it's such a staple too. It's so easy. I mean, um, having children, not being able to send peanut butter to school with them, yeah. is is hard. I mean, I totally get it, and I understand why. I can't, and I respect that. But I love that when we're home, if they're hungry, I can just say. Yeah. Just like slap some peanut butter and jelly on a sandwich, and that's awesome. I I like that because, like you said, it's so easy. It's versatile. You can just make it and go. And mm-hmm. like I'll just make like on the weekend, my wife had some homemade sourdough, so I just cut a couple pieces, peanut butter in the oh. car, and left. So on her sourdough bread, yes. yeah, I bet that was delightful. It was because <laughs> it, it had a nice crust on it. It was, mm-hmm. it wasn't too hard, but mm-hmm. it was just like had that nice little crunch to it and a little bit of chewiness to it. So oh, good. Perfect. Yeah, it was it was a really good, just plain, simple peanut butter sandwich. So. Yeah, and that's the thing. I like fancy food as much as the next food writer yeah. does, but sometimes, you know, even just butter on bread like that, yes. is, it's enough. And I still do this um, fresh bread right out of the oven, just a little bit of oil and balsamic vinegar. And it's one of those so easy, simple pleasures in life that's so good. The, the warm bread, how it just soaks it up. And yeah, it's, it's so good. And I think sometimes people forget. Like, people get so wrapped up in the Food Network and, you know, food magazines and fancy cookbooks that they forget that sometimes, you know, for dinner you don't need to make something that looks like it came from a restaurant. You can do you know, beans on toast or, yeah. you know, cheap yeah. <laughs> cheese and crackers or e- there's simple food. There's, there's a lot to be said for it. And I think, you know, you, you see people on social media saying, well, I'm alone tonight. It's just going to be bread and butter for dinner, or peanut butter sandwich, but there's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm kind of jealous. So. Yeah, I know. So yeah. that's, I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves with, um, with cooking these days and like I really I, I don't like eating things that I think are not I don't want to waste any meal on bad food but yeah. um, if, if you have that nice of a bread or if you're baking your own bread 
that's enough. Yeah, you can put anything in that bread. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's pretty much our time. That went super quick. It did. Um, Where can people find your cookbook? Where can people find you on social media and everywhere else? Yeah, so I've co-written two cookbooks. They're both from the Best of Bridge series. One is called The Family Slow Cooker, and the other one's called Sunday Suppers, and those are available anywhere you buy cookbooks, you know, Amazon, Chapters, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm in the Calgary Herald every Saturday writing about restaurants in Calgary, and I'm on CBC Radio every other week on the home stretch, um, which is the afternoon show. And then I just, I'm a full-time writer, so I write for whoever will have me. So you can find me in Culinaire Magazine and Avenue Magazine and anyone else who will publish me, really. Awesome. Again, thanks for being on the show. This went super quick, and uh, thanks again. This was fun. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you.